Our patients are the first thing we think of when we begin each day and the last thing we think about when we finish. In that spirit, Hendricks Regional Health, Danville, Indiana, proudly presents Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. It's imperative that people with chronic kidney disease carefully watch what they eat and drink because their kidneys are unable to remove waste products from the body like they should. So here to tell us about good nutrition, if you're someone with chronic kidney disease, is my guest, Dr. Mirza Beg. He's a nephrologist with Hendricks Regional Health. Dr. Beg, I'm so glad to have you here. Please explain for the listeners, why is good nutrition important for people with kidney disease? What do the kidneys really do? Thank you very much for having me on the show, uh, Melanie. You know, once you're diagnosed with uh, CKD, um, you need to be on a special diet. Um, as the kidney um, dysfunction progresses through stage four and five, um, your blood might have um, certain derangements that might necessitate restricting your proteins, potassium and phosphorus, etc. Um, so depending on the stage of the chronic kidney disease, early, late, or pre-dialysis, um, there are certain nutritional modifications which are appropriate because if we don't do that, they just accelerate the worsening of the chronic kidney disease. And uh, mostly for pre-dialysis patients, we follow the National Kidney Foundation guidelines. Uh, so once the patients actually reach the stage three or four, protein restriction is actually indicated. Uh, with this principle in mind, we want to provide adequate energy to prevent malnutrition and also protein adequate for helping with reducing the swelling and trying to put more fluid back in circulation. But once dialysis is started, you have to eat more protein, especially with the protein uh, peritoneal dialysis. Um, so there are not only protein restrictions, but there are salt restrictions as well as the potassium and phosphorus restrictions that the patients have to abide. Um, but in no means, uh, no way, this means that, you know, there is uh, restrictions. They, they can, you can always um, add flavor to the diet and uh, work with your dietitian to come up with a plan. So as we talk about those different stages and the different nutritional needs for those stages, let's start with sodium because it's, it's everywhere. It's something we really have to read labels, Dr. Beg, to make sure of how much sodium that we're using. So how much sodium are they supposed to be taking in? And is, are all sodium products considered equal? Should they be looking for low sodium and everything, whether it's soup or nuts or any, you know, processed kinds of foods? Sure. Um, you know, it's important to actually um, look at labels. And, uh, and any patients with chronic kidney disease get proficient in this once they have been uh, diagnosed with this condition. Uh, key to the treatment is avoiding processed foods like, you know, deli meats, canned food, and convenience and fast foods, so to speak, um, and also like salty seasoning. And it's also important to pay attention to like hidden salt. Um, by, by that, I mean like, you know, reading labels. And if you have like two grams of sodium um, allotted for the day, you know, if you have already taken an item with 500 milligrams of sodium in your breakfast, you know, you have 1,500 more milligrams of sodium to go. So it's important to keep a tab all along the day um, and make sure that, you know, 
you're avoiding mostly like the processed food which are which have got loads of salt. That's really great information. Now you mentioned phosphorus and potassium, which are so important for so many functions in our body, but walking that thin line between too much and not enough, and as you mentioned, malnutrition. What about phosphorus, calcium, potassium? Where do we find these, and how are they restricted? What should patients be looking to? Yeah, so um, a normal amount of potassium in a typical diet of a healthy American is about 3,500 to 4,500 milligrams per day. Um, A potassium-restricted diet, which we typically advise for CKD patients is about two milligrams, uh, 2,000 milligrams per day. Um, so remember that some foods that have been traditionally considered as wholesome uh, may have uh, been a popular choice for centuries uh, for people because of you know their advantage in terms of weight loss or low glycemic index. Um, they might in fact have high potassium content. Uh, some examples of these are like you know avocados, um, coconut juice, apricot, banana green leafy vegetables. Um, if you want to include some high potassium vegetable in your diet, leach them before using. That's a very good method that we always advise patients uh, with advanced CKD. Um, so leaching is a process by which some potassium can be pulled out of the vegetable. And a uh, very good example that I always discuss with my dietitian is, uh, you know, uh, double cooking the potato. Um, and uh, that has been for people who are like potato fans, it's really helpful, you know, if they know this technique. Um, and if you're on dialysis, uh, you you be sure to get all your treatment and exchanges because that's your only modality of getting the potassium out. Um, and coming to the phosphorus, uh, you know, high phosphorus and calcium leads to dangerous calcium deposits in the blood vessels and heart. And um, phosphorus can be divided loosely into two types, the organic phosphorus and the inorganic phosphorus. Organic phosphorus is what you find naturally um, in protein-rich foods like meats, poultry, fish, nuts, beans, and dairy products. Um, and as a general rule of thumb, the phosphorus found in animal foods is absorbed more readily than the phosphorus found in the plant foods. So it is, you know, it is. Uh, it would be wise actually to kind of try to derive most of your phosphorus from the plant foods if possible. And uh, phosphorus have been found, um, uh, can also be added to the food in the form of additive or preservative, like inorganic phosphorus. And that's abundant in fast foods and ready-to-eat foods, canned and bottled beverages, um, and some, you know, cured and enhanced meats. Um, So mostly, when you uh, think about, you know, inorganic phosphorus, like think about processed food. And um, this kind of phosphorus is, you know, completely absorbed. Um, so avoiding phosphorus additives can actually lower uh, your intake of phosphorus. Um, and, you know, it's important when you're grocery shopping, it's important to look for, you know, um, look for phosphorus. Um, sometimes it is just indicated by letter P or P-H-O-S. And um, it's important to kind of uh, lay stress on that and try to avoid um, food that has high phosphorus content. And... Uh, and you know um, that's 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 very important, especially for you know advanced kidney disease uh, for mostly bone health, because as phosphorus rises, the calcium which you'd eat is not available for the bone health. So that's where uh, we develop a condition called as renal osteodystrophy. Um, so 
all these things, uh, you know, small nutrients, they matter. Um, and when you come to, like, you know, vitamins, um, that's also um, a very important ingredient. Um, sometimes you need, um, you know, some specific vitamins, like which are important for bone, muscle, and heart. Um, some water-soluble vitamins are lost during dialysis treatment that need to be supplemented. So most of the patients on dialysis, you you see that they're on a special renal vitamin, and that supplies them those vitamin sources. So um, it's important to, you know, go through with your dietitian on a regular basis to make sure that, you know, you are maintaining, like, food diaries and beverage diaries and reviewing with your dietitian because there could be some um, inadvertent, um, you know, stuff which is normally healthy but may not be so um, uh, may not be so good for the patients with chronic kidney disease. Wow, Dr. Beg, what a great lesson because as you say, some of the healthy foods we think are healthy are not necessarily great for people with chronic kidney disease and you've been so specific Absolutely. with your answers. Thank you about that. That's fantastic. Seriously great advice. And Dr. Beg, summarize it for us. When you are dealing with patients every single day as a nephrologist and you see this all the time, what would you like patients to take away from this segment about diet, good nutrition, and chronic kidney disease? Okay. So um, whenever I meet a patient with uh, advanced kidney disease, um, I, I say to them that, okay, you might have you know, gotten a lot of information um, from you know, reading uh, literature, you know, looking at internet, but it's important to understand that, you know, giving up those food items actually does not mean that you're giving up flavor. And, uh, you know, you could always, especially when it comes to salt, you can always season your food with, uh, you know, um, herbs and spices. And uh, there are a lot of, if you want to get proteins, there are a lot of protein shakes and bars with added flavor uh, that can definitely increase the palatability of food. And, um, you know, it's important to actually work with a dietitian because no single eating plan is uh, right for everyone with kidney disease. And uh, modifications can be made um, according to the, your habits, the, the food that you're accustomed to eat. And um, you can work closely with your nephrologist and dietitian in, in improving your overall kidney health. Thank you again, Dr. Beg, for joining us and really answering all those questions so clearly about why it's important that people with kidney disease really adhere to a pretty strict diet and meet with a dietitian so that they can get all that great information that you're giving us today. To make an appointment with Dr. Beg or his colleagues, please visit Hendricks.org. This is Health Talks with HRH Hendricks Regional Health. I'm Melanie Cole.